and welcome to the Rose Rambles. This is a podcast where I, Angel Rose, do in fact ramble and I ramble with the best of them. I like to talk about things I'm passionate about uh, with people who I think are super interesting. True to form, today we have Sarah Dickey, also known as Cutcake on most social media. I found her on TikTok and fell in love with her. I cannot wait for you guys to get to know her a bit better. So without further ado... Hi! Thank you so much for being here. I'm super stoked. Way too oh. stoked. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Ah, um, so I know you a little bit and I'm super excited to get to know you a little bit more today. And I would love for you to just kind of start us off and just tell me a little bit about Sarah. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so I'm Sarah. Um, I am the loud, uh, <laughs> eccentric person behind Cut Cake. Um, I ooh, uh, live in Edmonton, Alberta. Was um, not born here, but like raised here. I was born in Red Deer. Um, so I'm most of my life in Edmonton. Um, I'm married. I have two dogs. Um, I work in retail and have my whole life. Um, and like a year ago, I started on social media and it has just been. Um, crazy since but like the most fantastic crazy ever um other than like social media I like to cook and bake and lift really heavy weights and that's like literally me in it in a nutshell love that so much and it's crazy I mean I think everyone listening is going to know who you are because you're like <laughs> a really big deal in my world <laughs> oh thank you what Sarah didn't tell you is that she can style the shit out of an outfit <laughs> And she inspires me every day to put my bra on and my big girl pants and do the damn thing. So she forgot to say that. And that's how I found you is I'm scrolling through TikTok and I'm like, well, look at this lady knows how to dress herself so nicely. Maybe I'll put real pants on with a, with a seam today. I don't know. Aww, um, that's was, so sweet. Thank you. Um, you inspire women to put bras on all over the world. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be my new, uh, tagline and my number one goal in life. I mean, but also like, don't wear a bra if you don't yeah, want to also don't yeah, do it, <laughs> but then also don't do it. Um, so yeah, I was drawn to you and your page and your message because it screams, look at me. I'm not afraid for you to see me because I fucking love what I look like. And it was really revolutionary for me because I am someone who for oh my gosh, maybe forever, did not like who I looked like. I did not recognize that girl in the mirror so often. And personally, I feel like I can remember my body being talked about openly and in front of me from a very early age. And maybe I feel like as a woman, I don't know, I guess my physical appearance was just a discussion. It was up for debate at any time. And it didn't matter where I was or what I was wearing or how old I was in some shape or form, it was often talked about. And I was thinking back, like my earliest memory was maybe nine years old, like my family squeezing my cheeks or poking my belly. And I think that people sometimes think those are loving and playful gestures, but I wanna bring awareness to the fact that it doesn't always feel playful. And we replay that in our mind every time we get dressed and every time we look in the mirror, the belly, the cheeks, the ears, Something so silly that is such a freaking huge memory for me is my girlfriend, when I was 12 years old, said, wow, you have really big feet. And I said, really? And up until then, feet <laughs> had not been an issue for me. I was like, I feel like my feet are fine. And then I thought about it every day. I thought, do I have big feet? Am I not cute? Am I like big and, and grotesque? And 
it, I obsessed about it to the point where I made my grandma buy me shoes, two sizes too small. And I squished into them for an entire summer to have cute little feet. I feel this so deep in my soul. I've had size 10 feet since I was like eight years old. And I always used to buy size eight feet or shoes because I would hate how big my toes were. And by toes, I mean feet. (laughs) Toes, feet. It's all, they're in in the shoes. They're exactly. And I love that you can resonate with that because when I think back on that 12 year old girl, I'm like, what was going on there? Why were you squishing your little toes in these shoes for who, for why? Mm-hmm. And I think it just speaks to how society puts us in this box. And if one of the parts of you doesn't fit in that little box, it becomes an obsession. And I'm really curious to hear more about maybe the first memory or memories you have where you became really aware that your body was not what society would have as the standard. Totally. So my story is kind of interesting. So not interesting, but I grew up um, blonde and very thin. Um, I played super competitive basketball and baseball my whole life um, and actually played like road for team Canada and like was very athletic my whole life. So working out or like doing activities upwards of 20 to 30 hours a week, every week. Um, So I was really thin until I hit about 18 and I've always been really tall. So I'm like five, nine, five, ten. Um, and so like, I was like this tall gangly girl with really big boobs. So it's funny. Cause I remember people telling me that I was too thin back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're so small. Like you're a size 26, 25, put on some weight. Like you need to be able to throw yourself around on the basketball court. Um, so I, I remember having my body talked about in that sense, but as soon as I got into university and, you know, moved, I moved to Calgary and lived by myself. Um, I realized that food was expensive and that my <laughs> shitty paying job wasn't going to, you know, nourish me with the same foods that I was eating at home. And I also stopped being active. Um, and you know, it is what it is. And my body, I feel like kind of just like regulated to the size that it was supposed to be. This is the size that I like naturally live at. Um, and you know, I have to crash diet to lose weight, which I've done in the past and is super unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, remember when I was like 19, I went home for Christmas and my mom was like, holy, like she hadn't seen me in probably like five or six months. And she was like, holy shit, Sarah, you got fat. And like, my mother was the sweetest woman in the entire world. Don't get me wrong. She was, you know, she, I think it probably came from like a loving place, but her just being like shocked. Mm. Um, and I had gained probably 40 pounds in six months, which whatever. Now, when I think back to it, I'm like, oh, that's, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. Right. Um, and I was, you know, happy at that size until she brought it up. Um, and that's when like really, really bad crash dieting started for me. And that was like the direct result, um, you know, diet pills, not eating, um, just drinking alcohol to like, you know, help me get over like the comments that I then started to see from strangers. And I think until my mom had said it, it didn't really resonate that I was, you know, in a bigger body at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that for me is like the first time I remember saying someone saying something like negative about my body. Cause you're always celebrated when you're, you know, you're thin and you're blonde and you're, you've got big boobs, you know, that's, right. that's right. the ideal body type. So it was, a, it was a juxtaposition for me to go from like one to the other. And I think it's so interesting that you say that because when I look back at pictures of my childhood and adolescence, I mean, I'm not super stoked about the way my face always looks. There was a lot of (laughs) braces and situations going on there. But when I look back, I'm like, dude, you were tiny. What Mm -hmm. is happening? 
but I convinced myself that because I wasn't maybe as tiny as some of my friends or, or the girls on TV, or maybe I didn't have a flat stomach in certain periods of my life ongoingly. So <laughs> um, I convinced myself that I just wasn't okay. And similarly to what you just said, it resulted in crash dieting and the diet pills and the water pills and exercising until I couldn't feel body parts anymore. And it just is such a crazy, quick downward slope. And I feel like women on every, in every body type, I should say, sorry, do experience some level of this. And I think that body positivity movement is for every woman for sure. But mm-hmm. I think that we need to really like ground ourselves in the concept that like, it's so important to recognize that women in bigger bodies, plus size women, women that people classify as having a high BMI or obese, which is just a bunch of bananas to me, honestly, but the movement is for women. And like that women who are marginalized because of their bodies and, you know, ostracized because of their bodies and are never represented. Totally. Well, you look at like where it started. I'm so sorry. I just cut you off, but you look at where it started. Like it was flat, fat black women. Like that is who started the body positivity movement. It was never about, it wasn't about all bodies when it started. And it was because, you know, those bodies weren't represented in social media or in media in general. And, you know, it has been taken over, I would say by like a lot of midsize and like small fat white women like myself, like I am small fat. And you know, that's a, that's a, like a, it's a privilege and a, um, not a privilege, but like a, yeah, it's, it's like the privilege that I hold in that community and I'm very aware of it. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's interesting to see where it has gone. Right. And I think that what you just said, small fat, I was terrified of the word fat until like six months ago. I was like, there has to be a better word. I've heard people call themselves fluffy and chubby. And I'm like, this all sounds so gross. Like there's gotta be a way that we can just say it without it being scary. And when I hear women who are of a similar body type as me, like you say things like, I mean, I'm kind of fat. It makes me feel like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I can say what I look like. I don't have to pretend I'm thin. I don't have to say like, no, honestly, like under this, I'm, I have a six pack. Like, it's very good for me over here. Like I can just be okay with the way I look. And I love that word now. I really do love being like, I'm a bit of a fat girl and that's okay. Like, totally. It's so empowering to own fat, isn't it? Yes. And like, it's not a bad word. I mean, we grew up, I think like we grew up being fed through like TV that being fat was like worse than death. Like, I mean, I think I I read something recently where like, you know, 75% of women would rather die than be fat. And it's terrifying, but like, fat is not a bad word. It is a descriptor. It is like, Mm -hmm. I have red hair. That is a fact. I am fat. That is also a fact. It doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change anything about me. It's truly just a descriptor of my body. And that's fine. And it's fine. And descriptor of your body. Exactly. It took me a while to sit in that, to sit in. Okay. So I'm beautiful, not for a big girl. I hate that so much. Not beautiful in spite of, you know, having rolls or stretch marks or, you know, being a different shape or having acne, maybe a lot of body hair. Like People are not beautiful in spite of those things. Those things contribute to their beauty. A hundred percent. And I think that when you shift that lens and you start looking at those quote unquote imperfections in that light, 
you can own them. Like we just own fat. And I think mm-hmm. that for me, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about instances where my friend said, have you seen that girl? She's so pretty for a fat girl. She's so pretty for a bigger girl. And a couple of things happen when you hear someone around you do that. So the first thing is immediately, immediately, sorry. I look at that woman and I compare her to me mm-hmm. and I think, okay, so in regards to size, we're similar. So am I pretty for a fat girl then? And another thing happens. We completely take away from someone's beauty because we are filtering it through a lens in which her beauty does not really matter if she is not what we want her to be. Yes. And I hate it. And so many times I've had even guy friends of mine in high school be like, oh, that girl's so pretty for a bigger girl. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, she's just pretty. She's just pretty, dude. It doesn't matter how much weight she's carrying on her. She's still pretty. And I still hate that. I don't know if you have any experience with comments like that, or maybe you can talk a bit about when you realize that the way you physically look doesn't define your beauty. Oh, I mean, I, I think the, like the most common one that I used to get was, oh my God, you've got such a pretty face Uh, and I'm like, get fucked. I've got a pretty everything. (laughs) Like I, I love my body. Um, but I, I truly, like, I remember, um, it was a few years ago. It was after my, my ex-boyfriend prior to meeting my husband. Um, I was in like a really bad place and I just didn't like myself. Um, it was the worst my dieting has ever been. I lost, um, a, a very, like I lost a hundred pounds at that point. Um, and, you know, slowly started to gain it back as we always do, because we lose them, it, lose it in extremely unhealthy ways that are not maintainable. Um, and I remember just like waking up one morning and looking in the mirror and, you know, I was poking at my belly as I did, because I was like, God, I got to get rid of this thing. And I looked in the mirror and like, just saw myself in a different light. I had been doing like a lot of internal work. I had really worked on like finding joy in, in the little things around me and finding happiness and like who I was as a person, not my outward appearance. Um, I think that that's a really big thing is like loving yourself from the inside out. Um, and just like, looked, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, I'm, I'm gorgeous. Like, have you seen this face? Have you seen this ass? Like I am, I am a very beautiful human and I'm a good person as well. And, you know, now it's so much less for me about my outward appearance. It's really about like, does my internal sparkle shine through? Um, Cause that's, what's important. Definitely. Um, I love that so much. Does my internal sparkle shine through? <laughs> that is such a beautiful Oprah way of thinking. I love that so, so much. <laughs> I am wondering where you came from that moment. So how did you get from that moment where you're like, I am beautiful inside and out and I can see it shining through and I fucking love myself. Where do you take that? And turn it into, now I need to share this with other people so -hmm. that other people can not only feel similarly about themselves, but they can see my body maybe in contrast to what other things they're seeing in the media and feel maybe a bit more represented. Like what made you feel like I'm taking this to social media, like this hot ass is out (laughs) and, and everybody's looking. I mean, it took a while. Um, I remember, you know, there was a long time where I still, even when I like truly did love myself, I still edited pictures online because I didn't want people to know that I, you know, gained weight back. Um, and I, I think that that was like me still working through truly loving myself um, and realizing that like, 
the standards that are put forth for us and like this box that we're supposed to fit in is something that I had to break through. Um, I think that you can still love yourself, but still be worried about other people's critique. Um, and I think that's like a very normal thing. Um, so it started, you know, I, I worked through like loving every bit of my body. Um, and I'm not one that can stand in front of a mirror still to this day and be like, I am beautiful. I am worthy. Those, that type of like self-expression doesn't work for me. Um, but I can talk about my body in really nice ways. So I used to say that my legs are fat. I now say that I have really strong and powerful legs. Like this girl can deadlift 350 pounds. Like I, I'm strong. Um, and so it was working through that for me that really started to change things. Um, and to be completely honest, social media was it wasn't, I didn't ever plan on this. Um, it wasn't ever something, it was never a goal of mine. Um, it was during lockdown and I actually started TikTok as like a makeup TikTok because I thought I was really good at makeup and now seeing the internet, I'm like, oh, I'm actually not good at this um, <laughs> compared to like Michaela and like Glamzilla right. um, and all those other TikTokers you see. I'm like, oh yeah, no, like I can put on like a decent eyeliner, but that's about it. Um, and I just, I remember like one day I was like, I'm just going to put an outfit together on TikTok and it went viral. And I was like, what? Um, and it was quickly realizing that like women in bodies like mine have a hard time showing up confidently online. They have a hard time just wearing that confidence. And for me, it was really just about showing women that like what you're wearing does not matter. Like I will often put together like the laziest outfits and the realistically jeans and t-shirts, but I believe that I wear them with a confidence that makes the outfit look awesome. Um, and once I think that like my community and this, you know, following that I've grown and my, my online best friends, as I like to call them, started to see that. I think that like that resonates and it, and that's how women start to see themselves. Um, and I think that like the coolest thing every single day is getting messages from women in bodies like mine or, you know, even thin bodies or anybody um, saying that like, you know, watching my videos helps them like dance in the morning and just feel good in their skin and feel a confidence that they haven't felt, um, which is like the most empowering and rewarding and incredible thing that I, I never expected to happen in my life. Right. Well, like it's so contagious. I don't know if you know this. I don't know how many people took the time to tell you. I think a lot, your energy and your confidence and your, just your whole vibe is so contagious. And I want to quickly just tell you about an instance where I was like, I need to make this woman my friend because she has changed something for me. I used to be terrified to shop at the big girl stores and I'm doing air quotes because we all know there's like this kind of like bad juju about going into a plus size store. First of all, why do they exist? I don't know. Why can't we all mm -hmm. shop at one store? <laughs> but there was always this like really bad vibe about going there. And I realized that my body fits in those clothes. So I need to go. Yeah. And I was watching your video and you were putting on this cute outfit. And you had said that either the pants or the shirt or something was from a store in my town. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go there now and get this. Like what? I have to go in there. So I went in. And I went into the change room with like 50 things and I put on an outfit. And can we talk about the F word? Because my FUPA was showing. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was loud and proud in my jeans. And for the first time I looked in the mirror and I was like, girl, you look fucking cute. And I'm tearing up a bit because I cried with the sales lady. <laughs> I cried with the sales lady because it was the first time that I like put on an outfit. I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was going to cry about this. Oh my God. I, no. But, and I realized like, this is okay. I can leave the room in this. And it, 
and I'm okay. And so I just want you to know, like on a superficial level, it's very fun. And it's very like, ooh, like we're wearing cute clothes and we're so happy, but truly like your videos, I did not think I was gonna lose my shit like this. Your video inspired me to put on a pair of jeans for the first time in four years with a fucking belt, with a fucking belt, shirt tucked in. And I cried with a sales lady. And I think I bought, I'm gonna cry. I bought $500 worth of shit and I went home. <laughs> I'm and, sorry about your piece of bill. I mean, you owe me. I want to say that also. Um, but you are empowering women on a level that I don't even know you knew yet. And I wanted to share that with you because genuinely from the bottom of my heart, it's the first time in my entire life that a woman has made me feel comfortable with just being as is. Ugh. I don't have to be a work in progress. No. I don't have to suck in and wear the Spanx. I mean, we all love a good pair of Spanx, but I don't have to do that. I can just wear the FUPA jeans tuck that shit in and go to the grocery store. And so I just wanted to quickly just pop that in. And oh my God. What you're doing is important. And if I would have found your video when I was 16, 17, 18, it would have been revolutionary for my self-image. It would have been like, because when I look at you, I think you look so put together and so beautiful and you everything just looks so cohesive in your outfits. And I never thought that a bigger girl could look like that because we're not represented like that. You don't see people wearing the clothes that you like to wear and I like to wear on TV, if they're a plus mm -hmm. size woman, they are dressed in some sort of weird poncho. It's I always so true. Isn't it so true? I look back to the old Gilmore girls and they have Melissa McCarthy in a poncho every episode. All the time and Why? like bright, weird colors. Like she's a gorgeous human being. She is one of the most beautiful women on this planet and even as or more beautiful than the rest of the cast. And she is constantly in big skirts and crocheted ponchos like an mm -hmm. old which is no issue like I think old lady style is cool but it's like we were never represented right and so I just want to say so powerful and I hope you never ever stop showing off your outfits because just that little 30 seconds of you just being silly and showing what you put on and how you put it on is inspiring ladies to just put the fucking pants on Oh my God, you just like, you literally just melted my heart and made my life. Um, Embarrassed it, myself a little bit. <laughs> no, is, that is incredible. Um, and, you know, I still to this, like, I get these great messages and I get these, you know, it, it, people share those stories with me. And I, I think for me, it's, it's sometimes hard to, and this is probably going to sound conceited, but like realize that I'm making, like that me just putting an outfit together makes a difference. Um, I have friends often that'll be like, I'm sorry, you have how many followers on TikTok? <laughs> like, do these people know you in real life? I'm like, I don't know, me and I just show up and get dressed. And they're like, what? Um, so I think that I like simplify it and dumb it down for all, myself all the time. But you're so like, when you do think about like what we saw on TV, the fat girls were always the funny ones. Right. And so like, I spent my life thinking that, you're not my life, my my adult years, thinking that I just had to be like this hilarious human being because I was fat. Um, and then when I realized that like, there's so much more to me and like, yeah, me being hilarious is like the cherry on top, but like, mm -hmm. I can also rock my fupa and wear a crop top and look damn good doing it. And so can any other woman. I can see how, I can see how you didn't really see the impact you were making especially coming from a place where you, you were like thrown into a pandemic, you sign up for TikTok, you're like, this will be fun. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a makeup guru. So I can see how you're coming from there. And now you're like, I'm getting messages from hundreds of women saying that I'm like changing the way they see themselves. 
And I can imagine for you, it's almost a little overwhelming because it comes almost with responsibility because now you're like, okay, so I can't just stop Mm -hmm. because now these people love what I'm doing. And now I love what I'm doing, even though I didn't know this is what I was doing per se. And so I'm now that you see it, now that you acknowledge it, and now that you know it's happening, what are like your plans to continue this, to, to grow this little family that you've built of body positivity and self-love and self-appreciation? Yeah. Like, I think I've gone through like all the stages of this where like, first I was like, I'm going to get as big as possible. And now it's like, it's not the numbers. It's not the followers. It's not any of that that matters. It's that like, I want to make sure that first and foremost, I'm having fun while doing it. And it isn't um, impacting like my mental health. Cause there, it, it can be a lot. You got a lot of people asking for advice and I'm not a therapist. I literally sell glasses. Um, I, you know, like there's a lot of things that I don't feel comfortable answering and responding to because I'm not like, I, I don't know about mental health. Um, right. so, you know, it, as long as it's always fun for me, um, and it is healthy for me to keep doing it. Yeah. My plan is just honestly to show up the way that I'm showing up right now. Um, I take time off when I need it. So like I recently decided I won't post on Sundays or I try not to post on Sundays cause I need a day to myself. I work a full-time job at the same time. Um, do I ever see this being like a full-time thing for me? Probably not. Um, I mean, I don't ever want to say no, but I, I mean, I love my job. Um, so it's, it's like a fun side hustle, um, where, you know, I can continue making the content that I feel passionate about without having to think about like a mortgage payment on top right. of it, which is like really good for me. Cause I think it keeps me authentic. It keeps it fun. It keeps it something I enjoy and it allows me to like set boundaries where I need to. I was having a bit of a giggle when you were like, there's some things I don't feel comfortable with. Like I'm not a therapist as I just <laughs> literally lost my religion crying about, <laughs> <laughs> I literally put it all on you. And you're like, listen, I'm not a therapist angel. You're going to have to take this elsewhere. <laughs> No, like this, that conversation I love and I'm always there to listen and I'm always there to help. But I would say like, you know, 50% of the time it's questions that I just like, I'm like, I consciously cannot answer this for you or I can't, I can't give you advice. I can give you like what I've done um, to help me get through this. But like, I will always recommend that someone goes, goes and talks to like someone that specializes in mental health or like a therapist or just gets the help that they truly need. Cause I think a lot of um, I think a lot of like the, the body image stuff, actually like therapy does really help with it. And I'm an advocate for that. And I think that mental health is something really, really important that we shouldn't take too lightly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also important to realize that just because someone, maybe you look up to them on social media for a certain reason, it doesn't mean like, maybe you should see a nutritionist if you have food questions, right. Or like you said, a therapist, psychiatrist, if you think, so I think it's important to like, know your place and to yeah. set boundaries. And I think it's really badass that you're like, I'm not posted on Sundays. I got a, I got a motherfucking job. Okay. <laughs> I got a man at home. It's cool that I think a lot of people, it's very easy to get caught up when you start seeing the numbers rise. Uh, my platform is still very small and still very growing. Cause I literally have the consistency of what is the least consistent thing. That's me. Uh, like I don't even have, I don't even have an example. Just like, I am just like a hamster in my brain, but, um, I would even get caught up in that. Like the, Oh my God, like people are messaging and people are following. And I think that at the grandiose scale that can be consuming. So I think it's really important 
that you're so grounded in it. Yeah. And like, I think that, you know, when I, when I first started, I was like obsessed with likes, like I was like, oh my God, how many likes do I have on a post? How many, like, it was like validation for me. And I was like, yeah. this is as toxic as diet culture. Mm. This is as toxic as the thousands of things that I have worked on to not let consume the way that I think about myself. Um, and so for me, it was like, I, I don't look at them. I don't care about them. I don't care about my engagement. I don't care about my insights. I care about replying and having conversations and building connections with my community and like being there as much as I can. Um, because I think it, it can be consuming and like hearing people, some people talk about it, like in my personal life, um, that are, you know, fellow content creator friends. I'm like, how do you, like, how do you guys fall asleep at night when you, when you know all of this, like, how do you not be so hard on yourself? For me, it's just easier to pretend it doesn't really exist. And that I'm just hanging out with my friends. I think that's really healthy. I don't know. I really like that. I like, I love a good boundary. <laughs> Yes. Boundaries are so important. If you want to talk about therapy, this girl has been, and I love (laughs) a good boundary. Um, And I think you just kind of touched on, you said as toxic as diet culture. And I wanted to dive, oh, sweet baby Jesus. I wanted to dive a little deeper into diet culture because I'll share a bit about my experience with you. Mm. Um, I, in high school was never big, but I was often the biggest friend. Mm -hmm. And my mom was obsessed with dieting. She was on Atkins. She was on uh, these pills. I don't even know what they were, but they made her never sleep and run a lot and <laughs> all these different things. And so I remember like 12, 13 was the first time she put me on Atkins with her. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I was like, okay, so I'm not allowed to have bread and I'm not allowed to have anything happy. And I don't like meat, but I have to eat it all day. And mm-hmm. it was just like this weird obsession where I didn't really understand calories and I didn't really understand carbohydrates, but I just knew that like some food was really bad. And so 12, 13, I know all these foods are bad. I know bread's bad, pizza, all the happy foods are bad. And then as a teenager, when I'm like starting to want to date and I'm starting to want to wear different clothes and show my body off more, I just became obsessed with numbers all the time. And it creates this like disordered, thing when people around you are constantly like, well, you could do this for a few months and then it would be gone. But then you, you do the thing for a few months and you stop and you're like, oh, I did it. I'm done. And like you said earlier, then as soon as you go back to your normal life, it all just comes back in a week. And all that work, all of that suffering is so irrelevant in that moment. And so I remember taking my mom's diet pills, staying up the entire night, going for a run in my neighborhood at like three o'clock in the morning coming home, having a shower and going to school and then passing out in my books throughout school because I was never sleeping. I was running when I should have been sleeping and looking back and now being a mother, I am so mortified that firstly, I put myself through that. And secondly, that I felt so small within myself, so terrible about myself, that that's what I thought was the only way that I could achieve happiness. Mm-hmm. was those kind of patterns and it's so toxic and it's so scary and it's so fed by this whole idea that fat is unhealthy totally anybody who is large is a health risk that's mm-hmm. all you ever hear about the whole idea of bmis we know now is bullshit but some people still take it to church that if your bmi <laughs> is high then you're gonna die and it's so crazy to me that i will go into comments sections of creators who are my size and all of the comments are stop eating. You're going to die. Totally. And I wanted to kind of hear your perspective on that and maybe just hear a little bit 
from you on that because it's so upsetting to me. And I, I love talking to other women about how we can change that. Like, how can we make it so that health is not normalized by your size in society? I think that it's so hard because I am very grateful. I don't get a ton of it. Um, and I think that it is a lot of, from being, as I called myself, small fat, mm -hmm. um, I'm still that like acceptable size of fat, I guess, which is ridiculous. So weird, that's a right? Thing, right. Like, and I don't, you know, I don't often get BMI comments or responses. Um, but I do think that it's the most ridiculous, like it's, you can't tell someone's health from the way that they look no. and we need to change the medical system. I truly believe to like, get rid of that notion and that mentality. And I, I, I don't know how to do that other than the, other than like women or people showing up in fat bodies being badass athletes like yes. you look at like Meg Boggs I don't know do you follow Meg Boggs yes so she is like one of I think the most incredible creators on the internet she is it, she lives in a fat body and she is one of the strongest most yeah. athletic people I have seen on the internet I um love it. I mean, you look at like Alicia McCarvel who shows up and she is in the gym all the time showing Upset. that like you can, yeah, like you move your body as like the fat is not unhealthy. Fat is a body type. At the yeah. end of the day, if I ate the exact same thing as I, I, Bryce and I are a good example. So Bryce, my husband and I eat essentially the same thing every single day. I work out more than he does. Um, I, you know, I, I really like movement. I like moving my body. Um, whereas he's a little bit more sedentary, which is like, whatever. Um, I'm a bigger person than he is and that's fine. And it's because we could all eat the same things and work out the exact same. And our bodies are going to be different because genetics. Right. Um, so it's just, I don't know what the answer is, but I think that the best thing to do is continue showing up the way that we do and continue showing that, you know, <laughs> my body is my business and not yours either. Mm. Like whether or not I'm healthy is none of your concern. That is my concern and my concern, me and my doctor's concern. And that is it. Right. Um, I, I think it needs to almost be like a mind your cues and peas. And like, if you don't like what you see, keep scrolling. Um, fat is not unhealthy. And it, it just, it makes me so upset. Like I, it makes me so angry when people say that I could probably outrun most people. Uh, I could oh. probably run a 10 K the mo you know, faster than most people. I, you know, on average do 20 to 30,000 steps a day and I lift weights every single day. So like I am a healthy person. Um, if you want to see my health bill of records, great. I can show it to you and <laughs> stop, stop being concerned with whether the fact I'm going to live till 80 or not, like okay. that's my business and my business only. So okay. I like, yeah. What do these people want? Like blood work? Like I, like when I see this and I see this and it's similar to you, um, I don't get those comments. And I think it's just a yet thing for me. I just think it's because I, I haven't really put myself out there and put my body out there yet. So I, I'm waiting for it because they're coming after this. They're going to find me and tell me how unhealthy I am. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But I see it so much and it, it makes me angry too. And I think it just, I think it makes me the most angry because it feeds into this notion that fat is so bad. Mm-hmm. It just kind of feeds that fire that fat is terrible. And I think they just use the health thing as a, as a reason for being an asshole. Right? 100%. Like, 
it's not really like, are you really concerned about a strange woman on the internet's health? I don't think so. <laughs> no, don't it, know. It, was, it would, it would be weird if you were, I don't, <laughs> it has no effect on their life. And I can tell you that like when I lost a hundred pounds, it wasn't because I was eating healthy and like counting my macros. It was because for three months I only ate potatoes. Like Dude. just, I ate two potatoes a day for three months. Like that's 200 calories. What the fuck? Right. Like, yes. Like, and I did the same thing. So when me and my husband separated, obviously it's like stress and anxiety and all that too. But also it was like the first time I was going to be single as like a grown ass mm-hmm. woman. And I was like, okay, we need to do something. And I kind of panicked and I was consuming very little calories and I was drinking a lot and I was not even really over exercising, but I think when you're not eating and you're exercising at all, you're probably doing a lot of damage. Totally. And all I heard from friends and family was you look amazing. Mm-hmm. You look great. You look so happy. Have you lost weight? I got all of these positive comments saying I looked happy and healthy and great. And I was the most unhealthy I'd ever been. I was destroying myself. And I think that talking about that, like you just did and how I'm sharing now is saying like, when I was thin, I was not okay. Like things no. were not going good for me. And the only reason you guys were cool with it is because I was more acceptable to society. I was taking so showing up. Yeah. So, I was showing up in a body that didn't make you feel uncomfortable. Right. And like, that's where you're fine. Yeah. I was eating potatoes and smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Right. Like cool. I wasn't healthy. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> no, like Potatoes and cigarette is not recommended, guys. No, don't do it. This is why I don't give advice on the internet. (laughs) This is why she's telling you to get a therapist. (laughs) Oh, I'm totally poking fun. I'm so glad you're vibing with my... Oh, of course. But it's isn't that crazy, right? And that's like me just drinking beer as my calories for the day and people being like, you look healthy. You look happy. And I was like, dude, I've never been this sad. Like, I'm literally so upset and I do not like what I look like right now because I'm not doing any work on me no exactly and the glow is actually just alcohol withdrawal right yeah I'm just a little sweaty (laughs) (laughs) I've got the vodka sweats that's it I think yeah I think it's just really important to highlight those things I think that when fat people or if you don't want to call yourself fat just people in a larger frame can talk about those experiences Mm -hmm. and talk about maybe times where their health wasn't good and they were thinner. It just further proves our point that my health is none of your business. And secondly, weight is not an indicator of health. And health, and health is so much more than, than physical health. Like we brought up mental health briefly, but I would argue that it's way more important, if not as important as physical body health. And so if someone who is suffering from a disorder who is on the thinner side, is obviously in a lot of pain and going through a lot of things, but we're just going to like say that she is great and happy and happy and healthy because she looks a certain way. I just hate the whole thing. It's repetitive. I'm going on a tangent, but it's just like, can we just shut up about fat people? Oh my God, I couldn't agree more. And it's because, you know, I, I think so much of it is coming now because we live in this space where fat people are happy. Like we're happy. We're okay. We're showing up like being fat doesn't mean that I need to live a miserable life and have this like really pitiful existence. It doesn't mean that I need to wake up every single day and like curse the ground that I walk on. Um, I'm allowed to show up in whatever body I want and love myself, love my life and live my life to the fullest. And I think that that is 
when this all started and when people started to be concerned with air quotes for fat people's health, because how can you be fat and happy? Like Santa Claus is fat and happy. Why can't I be? Exactly. And he gets unlimited cookies and milk. Exactly. It's perfect. Why is no one mad at him? Is what I'm saying. I feel like it's because he's a man, but I'm not going to say much on it. Oh, um, but it's so true. I know. Like how many times have you said to yourself, I wish I woke up as a man? Like, why do I have to All be the time. a female in like, why do I have to identify as a woman in today's day and age? Like sweet baby Lanta. I hate it so much. And it is, it is different for women. I, I do think that there is a lot of pressure put on men. I think they don't talk about it as much. Unfortunately, that's a whole other thing where society has made men not even be able to speak about feelings. Um, but I'm so glad to have talked to you. I already knew I loved you. And now, oh my God, like start the car. I'm on my way. <laughs> Get I over it, Alberta. I, I'm not allowed to leave right now. because. <laughs> but as soon as old Uncle Doug Ford says we can, I'm hopping on a plane. No, oh, you were yes. Just, you were such a delight. You were so sweet and so genuine. And when someone is this authentic and just being themselves, it's coming from like that inward place. I'm so drawn to them. And I know so many other people feel the same. I hope that after listening to this, so many more people find you and love you. Um, you are wonderful. And I'm so uh, thankful that you are here right now. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You're going to actually make me cry. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of mad that you didn't cry when I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I had tears. I welled up. <laughs> no, I'm so grateful that you like held space for me while I lost it there for a minute. <laughs> Um, but I think that I'm glad that I let my emotions take over there because that's how I genuinely feel. And yeah, really grateful for people like you and super stoked to see where your path takes you. Thank you. Me Thank too. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you later. Amazing. Thanks. Bye. Bye.